I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What you need to know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Unless, of course, you know, it's like raining and freezing outside like Mm -hmm. it is right now. So. Karen Kay keeping us up to speed with traffic all day long. Slow down, everybody. Take it easy. Pump the brakes, literally and figuratively. We're going to get you home safely. And here's Laura standing by with what we all need to know. Okay, guys. So this story made me really sad. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Last week, I believe, I talked about how the ports of L.A. have a lot of shipping containers that are basically um, holding products hostage, not because they want to, but because they don't have people. And they are opening those ports 24-7. So one of the things that is stuck in those containers, it's liquor. So there is an alcohol shortage due to this. And at first I was like, um, I just went to the store. I didn't see no shortage. But according to the story, we do have a liquor shortage. There's people waiting in lines at liquor stores just to buy their favorite like bottle of alcohol. And I am very sad about this. Someone that likes to drink. I'm not saying I'm an alcoholic, but you know, I like to indulge in a beverage here and there. And I also thought about this because I said, okay, so now sporting events are back and people are, you know, trying to gather and and watch a football game or a basketball game. And we have an alcohol shortage. So, you know, those prices are going to be crazy, even more so at these arenas or if you guys want to have a barbecue and buy some beer it's going to be a little tough to get it all right so Mm. an alcohol shortage you see Mm now i'm with you laura i find this very hard to believe because it's like i haven't been to a bar or a restaurant where i'm like yo can i get a tito's soda with a lime it's kind of my go-to and they're like sorry we have no tito's like nobody has said that to Mm -hmm. me you know like has anybody kirk are you uh what's your drink of choice uh tito's rocks with three limes Straight rocks, Tito, no guys. soda. Okay. Tito's I'm rocks. a Tito's person myself. I'm a yeah. big fan of Tito's and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm Tito's. Not a big rocks. drinker, but yeah. Tito's, Tito's is delicious. With three lime, man. You catch me at a layover, that's where oh, I'm at. that's right. That's where I'm <laughs> at. Them lounges come in clutch. Yeah, lounge, <laughs> you know, Tito's rocks. I had it the other mm-hmm. night. Just a, And I'm not even a, a big drink. I'm more. I'm a social drinker, too. Same, you know same, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I won't have a drink, but I won't, you know, leave my comrades, my colleagues hanging. You know, you get up there and like, oh, man, you want something? I'm not going to be like, oh, no, I'll just have a club soda. Like, no, go ahead. Give me Tito's Rocks, Three Lime, and I'm good to go. Yeah, I haven't really run into anybody who said like, hey, we're we're out of Tito's. Sorry. <laughs> you know? Because, you know, that, that's that's uh, that's Texas-made vodka over there in Austin, Texas. <laughs> so they can just that's, drive that's it the out. That's the first time. Did I ever tell you my first time learning about Tito's? Tell me first time here we go so I'm, I'm at an event and you know i pull up and so usually my first drink of choice was i was a kettle guy yep so kettle one rocks three line and i had this guy he had a uh <laughs> he had his cowboy hat on he said man what you doing with that and i was like oh i'm just this that's my drink have you heard of tito's i said no i heard to see what's that that's some good old American-made vodka right down there in Austin, <laughs> Texas. Go ahead and try some. 
He ordered me a Tito's vodka on the rocks, same thing. And I drank it for the first time, gave me his card. Actually, one of the guys that owns Tito's vodka. Can you believe no that? No way. I swear to God. <laughs> That's cool. So it was cool, man. It was cool. Yeah. So I ended up emailing him and stuff like that. He sent me a couple of packages, but he's mm. like, you know, he works within the company. I'm not saying he's the owner, but I was going to say, no wonder you like them, Tito's. Yeah. But because <laughs> I always remember the first time I had Tito's vodka, he was like, what you doing with that? And I was like, Oh, you know that's that's my drink of choice. You know, kettle mm. one and yeah, have you heard of Tito's? And I, this is this is when you like Tito's was no one even talking about it. This was like in its infancy stages. I felt like, and I had my first thing of Tito's, and ever since then I was I was going to places. Say, hey, do you got Tito's? And they were looking at me like, what's that? That that's how long ago mm. I've been drinking Tito's. So. I don't know why we. I mean, listen, if you're a vodka drinker, Tito's yeah. has become like the number one vodka. And I'm yep. with you, man. I drank Kettle at one time. I drank Belvedere at one time. Yes. Um, I drank yes. uh, Grey Goose, Grey Goose at one, right? Gre- right? Yeah. Grey Goose. In college, it was Pop-Off. <laughs> Tito's tastes the best, though. Like, I used to bartend, and it I think does. that Tito's tastes the best. Like, to me, I don't want, like, vodka that tastes like vodka. Like rubbing really. alcohol. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that Kirkland brand stuff. <laughs> you don't want that rubbing that's alcohol. That's that Kirkland where, like, brand. You smell the vodka, <laughs> I mean, like, five miles. Like, like, literally, it's on the bar, and you're, like, three steps behind, and you could smell it coming out of the glass. You're like, what is that? Yeah, it's like rubbing alcohol. Like, no, I you're just, right. I you're right, Laura. I just, I, it's so funny that you're talking about an alcohol shortage because, again, I'm, I'm just. Has anybody run into it where it's like, hey, I'll have a Don Julio Reposado on the rocks, and they're like, sorry, we ran out of Don Julio because it's sitting on a cargo ship off the the coast of Long Beach. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably we probably. Happen. I feel like consumers probably haven't experienced it as much going into like bars and restaurants because they get their alcohol from distributors and the distributors probably have like a stockpile. So I'm guessing it's probably going to affect people when they're starting to buy it more as gifts. And like, as we get to the holiday season, that's when it's going to start to hit us. Yeah. The holiday Mm. season is when people stand, the weather's getting a little colder, right? Everyone's staying at home. Mm. Right. And then a lot more people turn the fireplace on, you know, when all those sophisticated, you know, gentlemen get done with work and they want to get a little bourbon, (laughs) <laughs> for 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 bed, and they don't have no bourbon. Bourbon gonna be gone too. Go to Costco. Go to Sam's Club. They got you. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm telling you, you go to Costco. You're like, yo, they don't have any shortage of liquor here. Seriously. Yeah, I was there today. My I'm people. telling you, it started raining, man. I don't know. Does, does rain bring everybody out to Costco or something? I think it does. My mom and I man, were there I'm earlier. Like, Wait, don't y'all gotta work? Like, what's going on? Why is so many people over here in Costco? You know what I mean? Because that's the only place I'm still getting my gas from. Yo, yeah, me too. talk about them yes. gas prices me too. Is just shooting yes. up to eight dollars. Yeah. And seven dollars when costco go up to like seven and eight now we got a problem yes okay now i got a right to the president of costco like what are you doing yes I i'm went turning to costco. my costco card in if they do that I'm 6 a.m i went on sunday to grab me some gas to go <laughs> to work six i was like yo i gotta be in marina del rey by eight i'm mm-hmm. in where i'm at because i ain't gonna say my location but i was like i gotta go to costco 6 a.m pump my gas and go Dude, yep. I was yeah. in I was in a Costco line. I was driving to Huntington Beach for a college football game. I was in a Costco line that was so long. I actually left my car running, got out of my car, walked over to a restaurant called Burger Lounge where I I'd call I was yeah. in line so long. I <laughs> I called Burger Lounge. I put in an order. I still had like five or six cars before I was going to get to the pump. I literally left my car running, got out of my car, walked to the Burger Lounge, came back, got back into my car. And the line had barely moved. 
But I'm telling you, I love getting my gas at Costco because I feel like I'm beating the system. Because if the gas mm-hmm. station's 475 and Costco's 385, I'm like, yes, yes I beat the system. Mm-hmm. I'm with you guys. <laughs> and Sam's I'm Club is cheaper. I'm with you. Yes. All right, well, there you go. That's what you need to know. It's brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So, Kirk, I, I know we wanted to get to some college football, and we'll get there in just a minute. But let me ask you a quick question. Are you watching this Monday night football game right now between Seattle and New Orleans? Uh, I'm watching, and I'm, I, I, I guess I missed Marshawn Lynch saying a uh, four-letter word on the Peyton and Eli version on ESPN2. So okay. I'll catch up to what happened there as well, but I'm watching. I'm keeping my eyes closed. This is a nice little matchup between the Seahawks and the Saints. 7 nothing Seahawks over New Orleans right now, 10.30 to go in the second quarter. The reason I ask is this. When you watch Monday Night Football now, yes, if the Manning brothers are on ESPN2 and Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, and Brian Greasy are calling the mm. game in a more conventional style on ESPN, which of the two broadcasts are you more inclined to watch? Because you just mentioned Marshawn Lynch was on. Yes. Right now, Peyton and Eli have Tom Brady on. So you're yes. watching the game right now with Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, and Tom Brady. You are watching a Monday night football game with three Super Bowl champion quarterbacks that between them, they have 7, 9, 11 Super Bowl rings between the three of them. Which broadcast are you more inclined to watch for Monday night football? Whew, man. Uh, I'm probably going to have to go with Eli, Eli and Eli and Peyton. And and the only reason why, is because think about this. If you're a traditional football fan, you can watch that. But think about the guest list tonight. Marshawn Lynch, Tom Brady, Sue Bird, Drew Brees. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I love Lou. I love B- Brian Greasy. I love Steve Levy, who's actually doing some hockey now for ESPN. Now that ESPN has hockey again. Um, but, Man, when Eli and Peyton are on, I mean, it's like a it's like a it's a talk show for those people who just want to watch the football game and don't necessarily need the analyst. I'm a color analyst. I want you to listen to me, but I can't help it if how good that these guys are having a conversation between family members and they're inviting Tom Brady over for a little bit, man. It's actually pretty cool. Dude, I love it. I mean, listen, I didn't get to hear Marshawn Lynch drop an F bomb or a four letter word. I didn't get to hear that. Uh, maybe it's buzzing around on social media. I didn't get to hear it. But again, here's Tom Brady, who threw his 600th career touchdown pass yesterday when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers annihilated the Chicago Bears. And here's Tom Brady talking to Peyton and Eli about tonight's Monday Night Football game. I didn't know that Drew Brees was coming up. That takes it to another level for me because yes. two of my favorite man crushes, Tom Brady and Drew Brees, in the same broadcast with Peyton and Eli. Oh, I'm yeah. telling you right now, in my opinion, this is the future of broadcasting is yes there can be the traditional Jim Nance Tony Romo on CBS but if I'm the CBS Sports Network I follow the lead of what ESPN has done here and I go find a couple of guys that are former players that have a good rapport and I sit them down and I tell tell them give me every one of your pals numbers I'm calling them I'm putting them on zoom and they're going to talk to you during the game I'm I'm really thinking that the future of NFL football broadcasts is what's happening on ESPN too right now and, and it's okay to have an alternate broadcast. It's still one network. You know what I mean? The, it's all one network, all under the family. So you have the traditional broadcast on ESPN, the main ESPN, and then you have the uh, alternate broadcast on ESPN, too. I think it's brilliant because at the end of the day, you want more eyeballs, and you're getting more eyeballs to 
the network. It all comes back to Mickey Mouse. <laughs> well, all right, listen. It's 7-0 right now, Seattle over New Orleans. Coming up, how come USC played at Notre Dame this past weekend and none of us even knew the game was happening? In other words, a, a Notre Dame-USC game every year is such a big deal, such a big college football rivalry that none of us were even talking about it. And by the way, speaking of which, on the same weekend, UCLA had the college game day experience happening in Westwood. So at like 6 o'clock in the morning, it was still pitch black outside. ESPN was doing a national television broadcast from the UCLA campus. Let's talk some college football coming up. We're still going to get back to the Dodgers. Still want to get into what happened this weekend with the Lakers. Kirk Morrison is in today for George Sedano. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, it's a Million Dollar Monday here on Sedano and Cap. Million Dollar Monday all day on 710 ESPN. And there'll be another Million Dollar Monday one week from today. So make sure you tune in to Travis and Slee, to Mason and Ireland, Sedano and Cap, the whole mishbucha all day long. We're trying desperately to give one 710 listener a million bucks. That's Million Dollar Mondays. And earlier today, we gave away an opportunity to win a million bucks. Plus, we're giving away tickets to see the Rams and the Titans, the next home game on November 7th. So be here next Monday. We already gave them away today, but uh, it is Million Dollar Monday. Hey, Kirk Morrison in today for George Sedano. So, Kirk, you and I were talking about this briefly earlier, Yeah. but can you remember a time? I know we're both huge college football fans. Yes. Can you remember a time when USC is playing Notre Dame and it's the Friday before and there's nothing, man. No buzz at all. Now, granted, look, the Dodgers were in the middle of a crazy series against Atlanta. The Lakers had just tipped off the regular season. Jared Goff and the Lions were coming to take on the Rams. Yeah. So, And by the way, UCLA was playing number 10 Oregon, and the ESPN game day crew was going to be on the scene for the game. So there were a lot of things going on in sports in the L.A. marketplace, but Kirk... USC and Notre Dame, a zero, not even a blip on the radar. What'd you think, man? I mean, I'm still shocked by it. Um, honestly, and look, every week I'm watching college football. I'm analyzing. I'm, you know, getting ready for a game. This week I'll actually be in Provo as I have uh, two six and two teams. By the way, my little shameless plug here, as Bronco Mendenhall and the Virginia Cavaliers take on Kalani Sataki and the BYU Cougars. So Saturday night. Uh, I just want to put that in there, a little plug in there. But anyway, so but each week, you know, I'm always looking at the games of the week, and I'm excited about, you know, who's playing. And and then I saw USC Notre Dame, and I had to take a double take at it. I'm like, they're playing today? This was Saturday morning, right? Come looking at game day, and you mentioned it. You know, game day is right near where I live at. I'm near Westwood, right? So, you know, that's where I go hang out at. That's my spot, man. If you need me, I'm over by the Ralphs over in Westwood, okay? They got great people there. My guy over in the butcher shop always takes care of me. But I'm thinking, like, okay, so UCLA is hosting game day. They've got Bill Walden coming out, and 
He's talking about the Conference of Champions, the Pac-12, and Oregon's in town. So a lot of Oregon grads here in Los Angeles. They're playing at the Rose Bowl. And I'm like, oh, that's a pretty marquee game for the Pac-12. And then they started to go through the picks of the day. And it says, all right, later on today, I think it was 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific, Notre Dame takes on USC. And I literally had to stare at the screen. I stared at the screen and it said, that was today? Like, I had to, like, am am I, is my eyes blind? Am I missing something? Like, what is going on? There was no buzz for a USC Notre Dame game. And look, Notre Dame is still a pretty good team. They're still ranked, you know, a top 15 team, college football. But when I saw USC not have any buzz behind that game, and you're looking at the crosstown rival UCLA, having more buzz for a game against Oregon, and I get it, Oregon was a top-10 team, just how far has USC fallen? And I'm looking at a lot of the Trojan, former Trojan players, and a lot of the tweets. Guys are upset, man. How how did this program get to where it's at right now, currently? Well, you know, it's it's a great question, but I'll, I'll say this. I'll start off with this. Even though UCLA did not beat Oregon, it yeah. was a very competitive game. It was a three-point game. And Oregon, like you said, came in at number 10. They've moved up now to number seven in the coaches' poll. That, that was a tough competitive game. UCLA may not have won, but what they did win was the day. They had ESPN on their campus early in the morning. I, I, I remember uh, uh, Kirk Herbstreet at one point said this, and, and it was still dark out. He said, you know, um, I did not know what to expect coming here. Because you hear, this, this is, this is Herb Street. He lives back in Columbus, Ohio. He goes, you hear about sports fans in LA. They show up late to games. They leave early from games. That's the perception of the LA sports fan nationally. So Herb Street is actually telling us, Kirk Morrison, he's like, I did not know what to expect coming out here. Now they show up on the set and they're going to go on the air. I believe it's 6 a.m. local time. Yes. And, and Herb Street's like, I can't believe what's going on here because, you know, the UCLA students were out and they were all dolled up. They were, they had signs, they had cheerleaders. I mean, it, the place was going crazy. And so here's UCLA hosting Oregon and they've got the ESPN game day crew at UCLA USC's all the way cross country playing against Notre Dame and that game, by the way, is on NBC. I, mm-hmm. I, I never saw it. I never saw one minute of it. Uh, Saturday night, I was all about the Dodgers and the Braves. So it's just one of those things where USC football, it was more talked about earlier in the year when Clay Helton was fired. And since that time, off the radar. I mean, literally off the radar mm. of L.A. sports fans and media alike. USC football has gone invisible this year. No, I totally agree. Totally. It's invisible, and now they have to figure out how do they beat out LSU in terms of the sexier job. Like, what's the better job right now in college football? LSU, who just fired or decided to part ways with Ed Orgeron, or USC? And that's why... USC has to figure it out pretty quickly which direction they're going to go in. All right, my my buddy Mike Bone, AD, former athletic director at San Diego State. I know Bone well. Bone got to figure it out, man. 
You got to figure it out. They, they got to pony it up a little bit because the luster of U.S. And, and the, you know what, even, even uh, taking a step further, I didn't see hardly any NFL players in that game when I did peek at it, USC, Notre Dame. Usually you got like four or five first-rounders out there, not even on both sides. I'm, I'm still shocked by it, Scott. Scott, I'm, I am shocked at what I saw with USC and Notre Dame this weekend. Yeah, and I thought Carson Palmer made a really interesting point today. I know it's going viral where Carson Palmer tells Dan Patrick on his national radio show today that um, that Mike Tomlin is a name that he's hearing, the Steelers head coach. And, and Palmer lays out his reasons. Well, you know, he's been there a long time in Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger's career is coming to an end. You know, maybe it's time for Mike Tomlin to look for a new challenge. And when Dan Patrick says to Carson Palmer, Really? Is that, that what everybody's talking about? And Carson says, is this the first you're hearing of it? And Patrick goes, yeah. And Carson says, uh-oh, like I just let the cat out of the bag. And he probably knows that Mike Tomlin's not going to stop hearing about it from the Pittsburgh media, certainly. But there is, there is something that happened this year where UCLA beat LSU and got all the headlines, and everybody said, believe in UCLA. And, of course, they have not lived up to that one-game expectation. But on the other hand, USC was the story when they fired their coach, and they've not been a story ever since. And I don't really believe the Mike Tomlin part of all of this, but you talk about Mike Bone, who was the athletic director down at San Diego State when you were playing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I do believe that Luke Fickle, the head coach at Cincinnati, as great as Cincinnati is so far this year, number two in the country. Cincinnati is ahead of Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan, and on down the line. I still think Luke Fickle would be the best choice from what I've seen that he's built at Cincinnati to come to USC. What do you think about that? Uh, spoke to Luke Fickle. Um, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> um, I don't think his wife will let him leave, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Fickle has never left le left the state of Ohio, by the way, just to let you know. For all the people who love California and you're California, and Lindsay, you could speak to this, he hasn't left Ohio. He went to Ohio State. He played at Ohio State. He coached at Ohio State. He's been coaching at Cincinnati, which is in Ohio. His kids live in Ohio playing high school. He has a son on the team at Cincinnati. Like, you're going to give up all of that. All you do is get a little bit more of a raise, more of a bump. And I think at Cincinnati, you don't have to worry about the high expectations that when you come to USC, if they don't make it to a national championship, which they haven't done since 2003, no one's putting you on the hot seat. <laughs> at Cincinnati, he's good. <laughs> like, I'm chilling. I I'm waiting to another big-time job in my area opens up. So I think he's more likely to take a Penn State job if it opens up as James Franklin, the Penn State coach, comes to USC. Well, I would say Luke Fickle or James Franklin seem more realistic to me, even though yes. I don't think James Franklin would leave Penn State to go to USC. I don't see why he would. But I think either of those two college football coaches are a more realistic name than Mike Tomlin of the Steelers. Wait, you wouldn't leave Penn State to go to the Pac-12? You'd rather worry about Ohio State and Iowa and all these Big Ten schools now, Michigan, Michigan State, or would you rather come to the Pac-12 and have to worry about Oregon <laughs> or Stanford. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I, I hear what you're saying. Your, your point is not lost on me that USC should be the class of the Pac-12. And the yes. fact of the matter is, 
the Pac-12 is just not very good top to bottom. And there's just there's not 10 schools you got to jump over to get to the top of the conference. That point is well made. I just don't think a guy like James Franklin who, you know, when you when you coach in one of these towns where the school is the city and you're the mayor, I just don't think you you leave a Penn State to go to to a, an SC. I think you leave a Cincinnati to go to an SC. I don't think you leave Penn State to go to SC. Mm. You don't agree. <sighs> with that. You don't buy that. You're not I'm not no. selling you on this. No, you're not selling me on this one, man. This is tough. This is a tough one. Let me ask you this question. You ready? Sure. Who's yeah. the best college football team in L.A.? The best college football team in L.A.? Mm-hmm. Uh, who plays in L.A. County? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You I heard me. Say, uh, yeah, my San Diego State Aztecs. <laughs> Even though they're in San Diego, they still play in L.A. County, County at Dignity Health. They're still 7-0. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, They've got a better record in the Pac-12 than the actual Pac-12 schools this year. <laughs> But I don't you're, want to talk about that, man. Well, I'm good, hey, man. Your, your hey, San Diego State Aztecs might be the best team in LA football in LA college football. Man, that nobody knows even plays in LA. Let's be real. Best college football team in California. We're definitely the highest ranked team in the state of California. That is true. No question about that. That is one hundred percent true. Kirk's San Diego State Aztecs are ranked twenty first in the country. And they'll take on Fresno State, which is the team that beat UCLA when UCLA was kind of feeling like maybe we're going to be pretty good this year. And then a Mountain West Conference team beats UCLA. All right, stick around, everybody. Lindsay's got big deal or no deal. That is coming up. We still want to get back to the Lakers. How could guys be getting into a fight on the bench in only the second game of the season? I still would like to get to some more on the Dodgers because we didn't get too deep into that earlier in the day. We'll get there as well. Big deal or no deal is next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, time for big deal or no deal. Speaking of big deals, it's a big deal that you call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call our friends at Sam and Ash Law, 1-800-304-2000, 1-800-304-2000, because you deserve what's right. And Kirk Morrison in for George Sedano. Here comes Lindsay, Lindsay Baseball, that is. She's got big deal or no deal. Hey, Lindsay. Hey guys, and I just have to say, I'm sorry if you guys hear my dog playing with this toy because I am working from home today and he has a new toy to keep him busy so he doesn't drive me nuts while I'm working and it's kind of annoying. So just uh, apologizing in advance for Chewy's interruptions. He's so cute. What kind of toy did you get him? Um, It's like this little plastic bottle that has treats in it and then it has like a a rope at the top. So he's trying to figure out how to get the treats out of the bottle, but it's almost impossible. He doesn't know that yet. (laughs) (laughs) Kirk, do you have a dog? No, I don't have a dog. We have a uh, fish named Bluey. Oh, a fish. fish. Yeah, a little beta fish named Bluey. Because I can't do the dog thing yet. Because if I get a dog, it's actually my dog. If I get a dog, because no one's going to go clean up after the dog. I mean, no one's even cleaning up the fish tank. So I got to feed Bluey. I got to clean Bluey's fish tank. But everybody wanted to get a fish. And that, oh, Dad, we want a dog. No, I'm not getting a dog because... Guess who's going to take care of the dog? Me. That's right. M-E. So until y'all start taking care of Bluey, 
I'm not taking care of no dog. I got you. I feel you. Sorry. I had that the same fight with my rate. kids. Sorry. <laughs> no, I had it's the okay. same fight with my kids, and my kids don't take care of the dog. And that's now that's what I do is I take care of the dog. All right. Lindsay, I'll take the dog. What do you got for big deal or no deal? All right. So uh, first one here. Following the season's debut on October 18th, sources say that the Wendy Williams show is desperate to keep audience ratings up. Apparently, things are so rough that the program is offering – $75 cash to non-union audience members just to help fill up the studio. Wendy is, she's out right now. She's still recovering from ongoing health issues and they're going to have comedian Whitney Cummings filling in for her this week. Um, apparently fans were not happy to learn about Wendy's extended absence. So now, like I said, the show has to, had to resort to paying audience members. So is the fact that a talk show has to pay $75 a person just to get audience members to show up a big deal or no deal, Cap? I'm going to say no deal. Um, first of all, I've seen the Wendy Williams show. I don't know who Wendy Williams is other than I know she's got a show named after her. I don't know what she did prior to that to make her famous enough or interesting enough to even have her own show. So no disrespect to her, but I don't know what her deal is. As for Whitney Cummings, I think she's pretty funny. And she might be really good. Maybe she saves it. But as far as paying people to be studio audience members, I don't think that's a big deal. My goodness, the Chargers have been doing that for the last five years. <laughs> I knew Ouch. you were going to I knew you were gonna bring that up. I mean, any chance the I get. Clippers, too, so, you know. Any chance oh, I get, Kurt, man. you know. Uh, no, this is not a big deal. Uh, they're trying to get you know get butts in the seats. They, that, the, a part of daytime TV it's having a full audience, right? That's what you. That's the only time that you really get, you know, a live studio audience, and not having people show up. Yeah, you need to have. That's what makes the show look like it's very popular. It looks like, oh my god, look at how many people are there. I'm just going back to when I used to watch like Ricky Lake and Jerry Springer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love Ricky about, Lake. Yeah, Ricky Lake, it was about. It. Think about it. It was because it looked like it was packed, Ricky, looked like it was fun, Ricky, like there was not a Ricky. seat left. You even had like a standing room only like at the top, like people who didn't really get seats. And it just always felt cool. So you put a show on TV and you got empty seats in there. No, no. I mean, I'm turning the channel. Wait, Ricky Lake. What are some of the other? Ricky Lake, Maury Povich. Maury Povich. Jesse Yo, Maury was clutch. Yeah. What's my, um, oh Jerry my Springer's God. With the, sure. with the, uh, why can't I think of his name, man? Who Maury's still good. Oh, oh my God. I um. With the ball head. Yes, like, I know who you're head. talking about. You know Montel about. Williams. Montel Williams. No, Montel Williams is. It, it was Montel Williams. I'm thinking of Montel Jordan, but yeah, no, Montel Williams. Bills, y'all. Yeah. If you were from where I'm from, <laughs> then you would know. No, Montel, Montel Williams. Williams. Yeah, the Montel Williams show. I used to watch that. Yeah, man. Yeah, Yo, but it was always because shows. the shows was packed. Like when they would pan through the audience, or they would show obviously the the host in the audience. Everybody was into it. There yeah. was no seat left un unsat. It was good. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Neither of us think it's a big deal that Wendy Williams' show is paying people $75 to be studio audience members. Does anybody know why Wendy Williams has a show? Like, I don't know who she is or what she what her deal she is. She used to be like a radio host Yeah, a so long she's a long-time radio uh, disc jockey back radio in the day. But she would always have the news, and she was like the it girl in terms oh. of being a, the gossip girl. And so everybody used to all, oh, Wendy Wood. And then once you became on her show, it just got big. And then finally she took it to, uh, you know, mainstream TV. And so she's uh, been very controversial at times. I hope she's all right. What's, what's wrong with her health? On. What's her problem? Anybody know? She uh, has, um, she has like an autoimmune disorder. Correct. Oh, no. So it's not fun. 
But I mean, I will say Wendy Williams is funny, but I personally find Whitney Cummings to be a little bit funnier than Wendy Williams. I I would go see her for free. You wouldn't even have to pay me. Yeah. Well, I've seen Whitney do stand-up. She is good. She is good. All right, let's keep going. 75 bucks, though. All right, on to the next next one. one. So Jack Harlow is apparently very protective over who enters his circle. The rapper who recently scored a number one hit with his Lil Nas X collaboration, Industry Baby, he revealed that he requires women to sign a non-disclosure agreement before they have any sort of relations at all. To be specific, female acquaintances must sign the paperwork even before entering a room with him because he wants his business to remain between them, doesn't want it ended up plastered all over the internet. Is Jack Harlow making his female guests and friends sign NDAs before they hang out a big deal or no deal, Kirk? Oh, no, this is not a big deal. Not at all. Not at all. Um, Lindsay, have you ever been to a a, a trash can party? No, don't know okay. what a trash can party is. Well, trash can is when you walk in, you, your cell phone goes in a trash can and you get it when you leave. So oh, only, only when I go to yeah, only when I go to Dave Chappelle shows and they lock your phones up. That's it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, they, well, you call them lock phone shows. And yes, I've been to the Dave Chappelle show where they make you put your phone down and all that stuff. But yeah, I've been to some parties where, hey, look, man, cell phones all in here. You get it before, uh, upon uh, upon leaving. So they have an actual room. Somebody set up there and you leave. But I get it because you want to go into an environment. And I've been to some, you know, I won't name some of the places that I've been, but I get it. Some people like to be you know, feel like they're not always watched. They want to be able to let their guard down sometimes. And I know some people who are just like always on and they feel like they can never trust anybody or trust any moment. So no, this is not a big deal at all. I mean, he feels comfortable in, uh, in doing it this way and he's never have to worry about himself, hopefully being in the news for something so petty or something that, you know, some gossip, so to say. I'm going to say the opposite here. I'm going to say it is a big deal that you feel that you can't have any relationships with any people unless they sign something that says they'll never reveal what this relationship might be about. Now, on the other hand, think about it, Lindsay. Remember a couple weeks ago when Urban Meyer got caught in that bar in Columbus? Oh, yeah. With a girl? Maybe if Urban Meyer would have told everybody in the bar, hey, 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 I'm Urban Meyer. <laughs> I'm in the house. Anybody who's here has to sign this agreement, and nobody can have their phones around. None of us would know about Urban Meyer and that bar scene. But I just think it's weird. Point. I just think it's weird that that you feel like this paranoid. But I, but I will say this: what Kirk is talking about, you know, I'm listen. I, Jack Harlow is a big star, I guess, in rap, yes, right? Very I'm big. a nobody. Yep. But I'll tell you this: like, I had a personal assistant one time, and I I made the mistake of not asking this person to sign like an NDA, like, hey, anything that happens, you know, that you see or hear is not for public consumption in any way, mm-hmm. and I should have, and I did. And, um, you know, it just, you, you feel like you're out in the cold, like saw things, heard things, can mm-hmm. misconstrue things, can say things. I, listen, I just, I guess if you're Harlow, you got to do it. <laughs> I guess on one hand, I, I guess I'm trying to, I'm kind of understanding it, but I think it's a big deal that he's doing it. Interesting. I, I feel like it's kind of weird. I mean, I, I guess I understand it, but I feel like it's weird because it's like, what's the point of having these I don't know, because apparently he said it's not just it's not just like, oh, this is a girl I'm going to hook up with. She needs to sign an NDA. It's like even friends just hanging out, hanging out together backstage or whatever. Like, I don't know. It just seems kind of weird. Like, what 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 are these experiences if you literally cannot share them with anybody ever? I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, it's also for litigation, too. Right. He's like, you know, you're not going to be able to 
try to make money. I mean, there, there are some people whose life job is they go out and try to create, you know, opportunity for themselves. And so he's like, that's not going to happen because to be around me, this is what you got to do. He's smart. Trust he's me. Smart. I mean, Chris Brown. It's sad, though. Chris Brown's trying to do it. It's, 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 it's sad, but it is also the reality of the world that we live in, too. Yeah. And, and, if, and if he doesn't do it, then he could be in some situations. Because I feel like every rapper I see now is like going to jail or going to something. You know what I mean? Like, at some point. I mean, point, don't be an idiot either. But You know, you know. like, yeah. You, 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 and it's, you know, and a lot of times, too. Now, I'll keep this honest as well. It may be not the people who he's inviting. Sometimes it's the people who are like their closest friends, too. I was going to say who, that. Who are the extension of mm-hmm. you, who also make some, and you get lumped into it, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen that before, too, where, you know, he's hanging out and all of a sudden it's Jack Harlow's crew and not necessarily him. You know what I mean? So he's getting in trouble for some of the actions of his friends. Yo. I, never mind. I have a story, but yeah, true. <laughs> come on, come on, give it to us. So y'all know I used to work at a at a radio station in LA, right? A music hip hop yeah. station. So there was a particular artist who would really roll in with like fifteen dudes. Yes, and he was cool. Like the artist is dope, and some of his people were dope too. But two guys always, oh always were so nasty. Mm. That I literally, one of the times that he rolled in, I literally turned around and just went off. And he was like, whoa. Because he literally was like, yo, you want to go to the restroom? I was like, excuse me? And I was like 20 years old. I was like, no. No. It's it's, it's the guys on the side, man. Trust me. uh, Always. Yeah. (laughs) Always. (laughs) The guys on the side. Man, Scott, it is, trust me, it is (laughs) having seen it before. They (laughs) nasty. Man, it'd be like the cousin or the yeah. They're trying to use their clout. Yeah, yep. the younger brother, Not their clout. I mean, the, oh, whoever's the clout. other guys. Oh, yeah. full disclosure on another one here, and this is something that just things that I see. But a guy who really needs to just be, and everyone keeps talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and what's wrong with them. Have you seen Jackson Mahomes? Is that, is that his name, Jackson Mahomes? Yeah, his brother. That's where he was his younger go. brother. <laughs> he needs to chill. Ever since his brother threw the drink on the Ravens fans, the Chiefs ain't really been the same. Mm. And then he was dancing in the area that was um, that Sean was Taylor. roped off for Sean Taylor against yeah. Washington. Then he was over there doing and dancing and hyping it up, doing stuff against the the, the Titans fans. Man, people need to, like I said, it's never the main person. It's not Mahomes. But it's his brother who's acting all entitled, man. And now he's got to answer questions for way his brother over there acting like a knucklehead. Yeah. Do you know who my brother is? It's not do you know who I am. It's do you know who my brother is. <laughs> yes. Right. All right. One more time. Let's do it one more. On to the next one. What do we got? All right. So LeBron has often stated his desire to play with his son, Bronny, on an NBA floor. But yeah. with the younger James still only a junior in high school, that dream is still a couple years away. But... LeBron got the knock- next best thing yesterday when he played against Zaire Williams, a former high school teammate of Bronny's at Sierra Canyon. James acknowledged just how strange it was to face off against the next generation to reporters after the Lakers beat Williams Grizzlies. Is LeBron facing his son's former high school teammate in an NBA game a big deal or no deal, Cap? I'm going to say it's a big deal. I just think that, um, that anybody whose career can last as long as LeBron's that he could ultimately find himself playing against or with a guy who was once a teammate of his kid, I think that's a big deal. And it's not like it's unheard of. I mean, there are plenty of guys 
who say, hey, I played with your father, and now I'm playing with you or against you. I mean, it happens, but it's a big deal when it does. So I'm going big deal on this one. What do you think, Kirk? Yeah, no, this is a big deal. It, it, this is a big deal because not only does it further let LeBron know that he's getting closer to the end, it's kind of similar to what we saw with Tom Brady and Justin Fields on Sunday. You know, Tom, this was the oldest age gap in NFL history in terms of 22 years. Tom Brady's 22 years older than Justin Fields. And it'll, it'll happen again later in the season when Tom Brady takes on, well, we'll see if Zach Wilson plays or not for the Jets. But they'll be 23 years apart in terms of age gap. I think this is Zaire Williams is another just for LeBron saying, I used to have this kid over for sleepovers at my house with my son. <laughs> and now here I am over here playing in an NBA game, right? You talk about take it's your crazy. kids to work. Now it's like see your friends at work. It's crazy. Your son's friends at work with you. It's crazy. That is. All right, well, there you go. There's big deal or no deal. It's being brought to you by Sam and Ash Law, 1-800-304-2000, because you deserve what's right. All right, coming up, final segment today, and let's get back to the Lakers. I mean, we talked a lot of NFL, a lot of college football today, a lot of Rams, a lot of Raiders, not as much Dodgers, not quite as much Lakers coming off that Week 7 NFL. So, uh, you know, that was kind of the bigger story today. But let's just, let's just mention what's going to happen this week with the Lakers based on what happened last week with the Lakers. We'll get to that story next. Yeah, you see, that's Montel Jordan versus Montel Williams, who was the talk show host, right? Montel Williams? Good and wasn't job, there another Kat. guy? Was there a comedian named Montel Allen? Does that sound right to anybody? Hmm. All right, Should've well, this is Sedano ahead. and Cap. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm getting it all wrong. Uh, this is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. And this portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Lakers talk with Alan Sliwa's coming up. So, yeah, uh, Kirk, Slee. I've been getting some tweets from people saying this is the first I've heard of what happened between AD and Dwight Howard because earlier in the show you described what you thought happened between the two of them. Yes. Um, to me, what I, what I saw was he missed a rotation, and I think Anthony Davis is talking to him. And what is he saying? Like, Dwight is walking for, you know, making a beeline to the bench. And I keep seeing AD trying to get his attention. Didn't get his attention until they sat down and AD still talking to him. Dwight clearly doing what? Blowing him off, not looking at him. And finally, AD said something. Uh, Dwight stands up. And then that's when uh, AD grabbed that, 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 he grabbed that forearm, you know, that forearm like, hey, you ain't going to disrespect me. You know what I mean? Like there was a form of disrespect going on, but it was more so of I think Dwight not listening, kind of being a brat. Maybe this is just my speculation, but obviously A.D. wanted to say something serious about what happened on the court and Dwight blew him off. And then that's where. You had the little altercation. That's why it, it, it was it was blown over. Look, I, I, everybody knows. Hey, I'm a Warriors fan. Trust me. I saw what a real altercation looks like. I saw it between Kevin Durant and, and Draymond Green. Now I know these two guys are friends, but I was there that night at Staples Center versus the Clippers. I know that's that was a real altercation. That was two guys who really got into an argument, and that really splintered the locker room. And now that has been documented. Both guys have talked how that one incident really split up my Warriors dynasty, by the way. All right. Yeah, but, but anyway. But, but still, this is, this is game two. 
You know, I mean, like, yeah, but that was just that was frustration on them getting beat up by a young team in the Phoenix Suns, who are also. I mean, did you see the clip this week? Uh, this weekend has kind of circulated as well. LeBron James on the sideline talking to uh to uh, what is it Cameron Payne is that yeah. it talking telling you know him to be humble LeBron telling him to humble yourself you know humble yeah. yourself because these young AAU players well outside of Chris Paul but the AAU team over in Phoenix all right that's what they are they're a young young bunch of players with with Devin Booker and the old head and, and uh, Chris Paul them dudes is running up and down the court and the Lakers just looked old on Friday night. Now look, they came back last night and they beat John Morant and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies coming off a of back-to-back where they beat the Clippers on Saturday night. But it came all the way down to the free throws at the end. John Morant misses the third of the three points, I mean of the three free throws. Had he made it, it'd probably been a different story. Had they lost last night, Cap, it would have been bad this morning. Yeah. Had they started 0-3 I think a lot of people are starting to press that the uh, that red button over at Staples, right? Well, the red the you know, help button, like. I, but you know the thing is, is that it on that that Friday night game, not only did you have AD and Dwight get into it on the bench, which seems very very odd for only being game two of the season, but in that same game, you had Rondo get into it with a fan. Did you see the video where there's a fan yeah. sitting courtside? Rondo's yeah. standing right there. He puts his finger in the fan's face. The fan pushes his hand out of his face. I mean, get your hand out of my face. And then Rondo comes right back and points in the guy's face and, like, is making, like, a little gun uh, kind of, you know, gesture with his thumb. I'm thinking to myself, when you got those courtside seats, man, you got to be careful with what you're saying. And if you're Mm -hmm. a player in a game, you're like, you're really going to let this guy get into your head like this? Look, I know it's only three games in and the Lakers are one and two and they're very lucky to have won that game last night, but this this has not been a... Look, I know it's going to take 20 games. Give it 20 games before you really analyze who the Lakers are. But that that Friday night, that was bad. That did not look good at all. Well, it, it didn't look good, right? I'm not going to lie to you. They, they got blown out the water. It was a blowout. But what I did see last night was that there is hope. And watching Carmelo Anthony put on the show that he did last night, Cap, that yep. was fun. That was impressive. that was fun. That was like vintage Carmelo Anthony. That was taking it back to Syracuse, Carmelo Anthony, right? He bombing from downtown. So look, that's one thing that you can build on. That there's a guy that I can trust in clutch time, right? This look, the the three sixty is is still is still being born, right? Three sixty, number three Anthony Davis, number six LeBron, and number zero. You know, Russell Westbrook. That's why I call them. 360, they'll come around. The big three will come around. It's going to take time. Guys are trying to figure out their roles. Hey, where can I be assertive? Where can I lay back? Where do I need to, you know, be more aggressive? Where do I need to pass? All of that's going to happen. And it's going to be a work in progress. But I think what made it more is when you got Magic Johnson over there tweeting about it. That's what made it a big right. deal. Right. Magic <laughs> Johnson said this. The, right, on, the Lakers man, have a team relax. issue and a basketball issue. Yeah, I thought it was great. <laughs> Come All right, on, listen, man. You can't be uh, doing Alan that, Alan Sliwa's coming up. Alan Sliwa will have Lakers talk for you. Kirk Morrison, a pleasure to be with you always, my friend. Thank you for filling in for Sedano today. Fantastic job. Thank you, Kirk. Man, no doubt. Anytime, Scotty. Yeah, right on. Hey, Laura, great job today. Lindsay, fantastic job. 